show business with Dave and John. How am I going lives? Doing it together. He's got gambling problem and rage <laughs> Shut issues. Up, how dare you? <laughs> hey, I'm starving. What the hell are you doing over there? I'm curing cancer. I'm cooking your fucking steak. What do you think I'm doing? What, what do I think you do? I think you're bleeding us dry is what I think you're doing. Look at this. Look at this. $129 at Filene's basement. What are you buying over there, Tammy? Gold bars? I need clothes for work. All right, Teddy? What do you mean? You, you wear a smock. You're a fucking cashier. Yeah, so are you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not I'm not going out and buying designer shit. Oh, I'm not no, walking, no, no, I'm not no, going no. Into You're t- just buying weed. You're just buying drugs. You should fucking talk. I was talking. I was just talking just now until you interrupted me. Well, I have to interrupt you or else I never get to fucking say anything. Are you going to let me finish You're talking? You're always cutting me are off. Are you going to let me finish talking? You know what? It's are important you to look finish good talking? at work, Are you okay? going to let me finish? I am trying to climb the corporate fence here, Nobody's in there to look at your ass. You're acting like an asshole. Oh, what am I acting like, Tammy? What am I acting like? Like an asshole. You don't gotta dress like Elizabeth Taylor to put a yam in a plastic bag. I am the face of the business, okay? The face of the business. Jesus, right? Listen to you. You're delusional. I should have married Robert Sajiko. I really should have. Fine, go torture that asshole. He treated me good, and he had a dick. He had an awesome dick. Oh, newsflash: Boston whore has seen Italian penis. What the fuck did you just call me? Fuck I said, what the fuck? What the fuck? You wanna call what? me a whore? You wanna throw shit? Yeah, I wanna fucking throw I'll shit. I'll fucking throw shit. Oh, 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 I'm really fucking scared of you, you little fucking bear. Shut the fuck up! Oh, for Christ's sake. Hey, you shut the fuck up! Why don't you come down and make me tough guy? Hey, why don't you come up here and make me come down here, tough guy? I am gonna come up there, and I'm gonna kick your fucking ass! Hey, why don't you try it, asshole? Get your ass up here and kick my ass! Hands up! Stop your sensitive Shut the fuck up, you stupid idiot! Get the fuck back to the There's a class in there, but people are trying to sleep! God damn it! Shut the fuck up! Hey, I'm really sorry! Yeah, me too. She's worse than us! Yeah, she's our enemy now. Everybody, welcome to the Nightfly with Dave Juskow, the podcast you love. And uh, what is it? Election Day when this comes out, November sixth. And welcome to November, everybody. And uh, we're trying a new opening theme. And I apologize to all the Cars fans when we're not using the Cars anymore. We're just giving it a try because it's a whole new, it's a whole new podcast edition. After two months of just me, I'm finally sitting here. With a guest, and a great guest, and a great friend, Rachel Feinstein, everybody. Hello, Rachel. Hello, David. Oh, David my God. David just got things are crazy. He's wearing a lavender shirt, and his life is fun. He came <laughs> home from work. He's wearing a lavender shirt. <laughs> How come it always fades out like that? <laughs> <laughs> you just run out of things to say. Yeah, falls so Before you were like, yes, game of thing is, he's had an anger <laughs> problem. That's, like, really funny. Yeah, so um, thanks for coming. Now... Uh, it's we're taping this on Halloween, and Rachel is going down to the Comedy Cellar, uh, which I have told you guys before. They have a brand new show on Comedy Central, which was what called This Week at the Cellar. Yes, this uh, week at the Comedy by, Cellar. Developed uh, by Little Ray Allen, uh, Ray Ellen, 
And uh, so it's a show they perform uh, the you know current events technically, sure. and then they air it pretty much the next day. I mean, it's gonna, if you're taping today, maybe I think it airs on Friday. Something like that. I think they that's take, the turnaround yeah. supposed to be very quick. But that's how crazy this life is. I mean, you know, we're out there, and and uh, I mean, Dave could tell you himself. He's been called the bad boy of comedy. And we take life and we turn it around and we make dark jokes the next day because we don't play by the rules. That's right. And we don't care because we don't <laughs> But it's, it's a bustling evening at Just Gal's apartment. Lettuce and cheese and shells. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Sam Morel taco song? Yes. How's it go again? It's infuriating. I can't even remember it right now. I'm going to play it in a Lettuce little bit. Lettuce and though. cheese and shells and <laughs> sauce and he makes a song about tacos that absolutely infuriates me. But, but um, yeah, Dave's but, uh, oh. apartment is littered with stuffed animals. Just to give you a scene here, he's just come home from work. He's already yelled at the doorman. <laughs> um, it's been a ex- fucking moron. He's <laughs> a fucking moron. And let me tell you, the privilege of being my age is to do exactly that and just yell at people nonstop for their incompetency. <laughs> That's what you do when you, be, when you get to my age. You're right. This is the exact age you're allowed to start doing that. You're right. I'm surprised you're not like the head of the tenants, you know, um, the Furious was, Tenants Association. I, they wanted me to be, but I can't because um, I don't want any trouble from the building. I'm, uh, you know, rent controlled. So sure, yeah, you don't you know, want to shake I, things up too much. You don't want to shake things up, and they, they want to get rid of me badly. They've yeah. already offered me like an out. Um, really? Yeah, but it was, you know, I'm like, no, no, I need much more than that. Yeah, you need a big golden egg. Plus they... Um, Put me in. Uh, they they told me they would put me in another building next door where that remember where that girl fell off that oh, balcony. Oh no! They're like, well, you can have that one, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you kidding me? And that that girl's gonna haunt me, which is kind of hot because she was sexy. Yeah. Remember, I asked her out, and she said, I'd rather die than go out with you, and then she died. I know you like that when women are really disgusted by you. That turns you on when they're actively disgusted. It does she just was repulsed by me? She was my next door neighbor for a while. Mm-hmm. She was really sexy, and then she, you know, I asked her out a couple times. <laughs> and it seemed okay at the time. I think was, I think we were about the same age at the time, and this was maybe ten years ago. And then she fell off the balcony. Now, if and it was in the papers and everything. You look it up. I think her name is Jen Rose Rose Rosendale, something like that, something mm-hmm. Jewy. And um, the thing was, she was on a date with a guy, and she was drunk. And he was saying, "Hey, you really shouldn't sit on the railing like that. It looks unsteady." And she's like, "Fuck you, fucking homo," you know, like. Yeah. And I could see. I have been with countless amount of girls. You know girls like that. They're not listening. She's smoking a cigarette. She goes, fuck you. Even though she likes the guy, but she's drunk as a skunk, not listening, falls off the balcony. The guy screams. Go to the police. Now, the only thing that would have been funnier, if it was, they believed this guy, hands down, that he didn't have anything to do with, you know, he was screaming, he was yelling, he was upset. If it was me, I would have been doomed. (laughs) Like, because no one would have ever believed, like, I didn't have something to do with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I would have gone down and done the Damone from Fast Time and been like, listen, officer, I was minding my own business. This one's just yelling and screaming. The last thing I know, she's down, she's on the ground. I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, my brother told... (laughs) Told me that he was out to eat with Chinese to have Chinese food with you guys in uh, in DC, yeah, um, and right. that uh, one of the waitresses fell in her plate, fell everywhere, and that you pointed directly in her face and loudly went ha 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 ha, like a complete moron. He said it was one of the most awful things he's ever seen. Come on, that's great stuff. He said he was like, yeah, look at you, you big idiot. <laughs> Listen, they have to be taught a lot. It, it's I do that. As a gesture, so she sure. doesn't. So it's out there. Everybody noticed it happened because you know how you go like, God, I hope nobody saw that. Sure. So I just pointed out right away, and then we move on. It's yeah. a, it's a a a, 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 a 
what does he call it? A, a gift I give mm-hmm. to the people that, uh, you know, are idiots. Yeah, and now, I'm sure that's how she saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst part about that day when I went out with your brother, we went to the Chinese restaurant. He told me you talked about diarrhea all night. Well, no. Like, he, nonstop. That, that, exactly. Because, you know, what happened was we went to the Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. We got really drunk. I think my sister was there, too. And then we went back to the hotel, and I went out. They had the McRib sandwich was back at McDonald's, and only in Washington, D.C. So I had to go out and get two McRib sandwiches because it doesn't come out all the time. Sure. So after the Chinese food, I ate two McRib sandwiches. So yes, then I had diarrhea, and that's why I was talking about it. So when they came to my hotel, I had to go back upstairs. I'm like, I'll be right back. You can see my eyes widen, and I had to take care of business. Then I came back down like a man. Because uh, it was out of my system, I felt like a million dollars, and then I went out to more drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he. But was what an am ongoing... I not going to eat the McRib? It only comes back like once every ten years. Yeah, that's not a thing. Anyone's. Yeah, it's not any person. Rachel, there was a, first of all, a, a, a lot of people understand there was a McRib sighting in upstate New York recently. It might <laughs> be on its way back. Like it's big. It doesn't butt. come. <laughs> See, you don't understand. You eat good. You look good. You're thin. You're pretty. This is what. I live for in my life. I know it's over you for me. You want to sit alone <laughs> in your van and, yeah, eat a McRib. I respect that. Yeah. But I want to know why, you know, you mentioned that you asked somebody out in your building. I feel like you ask people out the way, like, Seinfeld did on his show. Like, you're like, yeah, yes, you're out. Like, it's not a big thing. Like, you don't get nervous. Like, I remember hearing this story of, like, to me, if you ask somebody out, like, that seems like a big deal. And you would, like, but I feel like you might ask out, like, three people a day. Like, I remember hearing <laughs> this story about, like, this agent that I knew when I started comedy and I like hadn't met many people in the business and somebody was like, oh yeah, Josh so-and-so. Like he asked me out, I was jogging at the park and he like jogged up next to me. I'm like, who does that? Like, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, and I just thought like, God, that's confidence. Like that guy probably just went on about his day after he, you don't jog up to someone and ask yeah. them out, like, you know, but I feel like you probably ask everyone out. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I've exhausted everyone in New York City and I got to move on. That's why I do much better in Los Angeles. There's a bunch of people I haven't asked out yet. Do you ask, do you get nervous when you ask people or is it very easy for you? Um, do you need to feel any connection first? My, my, uh, like guess is that you don't need to feel any like connection or vibe from No, them. not at all. <laughs> and the thing is I get, I'm very, it depends on the situation. I mean, if they're ridiculously hot, I get nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. And I probably know I don't have a chance and they probably feel that, mm-hmm. you know, they, I mean, girls, what is the line from Risky Business? Women can smell ignorance. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the line. And they know they confidence is all it is. I was just out with my 23 year old friend, Caitlin, yesterday, and um, <laughs> we were out all night and I was explaining to her about my old roommate, this guy, Marvin. He was not much to look at. You weren't around then, but everybody, like Sarah Silverman knows him and David Tell, they mm-hmm. all remember him. He was bald at 20, completely bald, looked like he had a baby face and was big, you know, like tall and yeah. a big guy. But he had the most confidence I'd ever seen in my entire life. I I, I would live for that confidence because that's yeah. all it took. And he, he always was dating or had girls because he just had this confidence about him that he was the shit. Yeah. And, known girls and, like and that we were too. all mesmerized by him. He wasn't like, it wasn't like that. He was like the greatest guy or anything, but it was the confidence and it works and it's, it's successful. Um, there was a girl that I had a, a three way with, uh, once. remember, I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Um, not that girl. No, a different one. From I love that you have to, <laughs> I love that. And must she, be the favorite moment in your life when you get to say, not that three way, <laughs> the other was, one. Well, I was just saying this girl, like she, <laughs> There was a sexiness about her, even though she wasn't the like, like a 
natural beauty or something. That's you what know? you should tell women too when you approach them. <laughs> is say, you know, I usually I, the reason I, I'm approaching you and not a really attractive woman is because you're slightly less and yeah. more pa- palatable. No, but her confidence made her ridiculously hot. Right. And because and so it's a thing for women too. You know, I mean, it's not. You know, I mean, confidence is is huge and it's everything. And the funny thing is, is I've I think I've been doing a little maybe a little better with women than in the past couple of years because and i know i'm bald now and i've everybody knows about the hair transplants because i know even though i'm balder than i've ever been because a lot of my regular hair fell out mm-hmm. i feel more confident because i know it's coming sorry i'm getting distracted i just i'm i'm, I'm getting a little bit aroused but but it, <laughs> i didn't it's, expect it, this to happen in the middle it makes of sense <laughs> i i've already told you i've already had to tell the girls in my office to relax you know because it's listen in a year from now it's gonna be ridiculous i know and when you were talking about the upcoming weight. transplant and like all the waves of what's gonna Forget happen it. and then you lifted hey, your listen. lavender top up but i could see you're <laughs> fresh from work sweat stains and i was just like can i please finger myself briskly and come back to the program I looked at the little kitten mouse pad you have. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody about that. (laughs) I always forget to talk about that kitten mouse pad. Yesterday, oh, first of all, let me just explain a couple things. Yes, because the world needs to know. Rachel is, the reason why we're saying is that her, she's having her hair and makeup done today because she's going to be on television. She's going to do it right here at my house. We're turning my house into a salon. Oh my God, I can't believe it. If If she has anything for buffing. I could uh, use that today. I cut my nails today. I'll ask her. My mother told me I should start doing my own buffing because I got a manicure with Jessica Pilot out in L.A. and I got mm. it buffed. And let me tell you, the difference is noticeable. Oh my! When your mom tells you that, and she's also afraid you're like deeply in the closet. Like when mm. when she says that sentence, mm. you should do your own buff. Is that also her <laughs> just saying like I accept it? I know what you are now. Make your life. You know, find find a man that makes you happy. <laughs> my sister. Sometimes I would just do an invitation at my sister's house and be like, Hey, everybody, whatever. And like everybody's <laughs> laughing, but my mother's not laughing, which she never finds me funny anyway. But I'm like, why isn't she laughing? And, and my path goes, because she thinks you're gay, stupid. You know, so yeah, yeah. Helping. There's no real irony yeah. there with yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It hits a little bit too close to home. So as you know, on December 3rd, I'm doing the Dave Just Got Christmas Spectacular at the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. And my mother, it's called the Dave Just Got Christmas Don't Tell My Mother Spectacular. Because she hates Christmas. You know, she hates everything Jesus. Yeah. So she asked me, can I come to this one? Because I couldn't invite her to the last one because Gilbert was on and she doesn't. She, when she came to Greece, mm-hmm. she was like, I really liked it so much and your voice sounded so good and it was really fun. She was having the best time I've ever seen. She you did. Told I me. saw her. Yeah. It was amazing. Greece. But she goes, I don't. Some of those words you wrote in the script. She's talking about Judy Gold. Every time she forgets a line, she just says cunt. And I'm like, <laughs> I did not write that. Judy put that in herself. I Meanwhile, when I had that filthy I monologue, I went up to your mother as soon as I got off stage and I was with my filthy monologue in your There's play. And I was like, I felt so unsafe about- when Dave made me say those <laughs> terrible things. There's something about her puss that just makes you want to apologize. <laughs> so she said, can I come to this one? And I'm like, I don't know, Rhoda. I think it's it's going to be good to Marina, you know, Jessica Curse and all good. Those are acceptable for her. Yeah. Um. But it's a there's it's a Christmas theme show and she does not like that. And I explained to her, I'm like, look, we're gonna be singing a little drummer boy. Uh, you know, there's that that's a very religious song because we're doing the David Bowie uh Bing Crosby. Yeah, thing, she but... thinks you're like a sellout, right? And Uncle Tom Jew. <laughs> I guess. And I mean she directly texted me that. Those hey, are her words. It is being a sellout. I'm trying to make money. What am I gonna do? A Hanukkah show? Who's coming to that? It's the first night of Hanukkah, too. And she made such a stink about the devils playing on the first night of Hanukkah. I can't believe she's even gonna attend this. What a two-faced cunt. Oops. 
Sorry, that came out of nowhere. I hope she's not listening. She goes, do you think I could listen to your podcast? I wouldn't. And like everybody's told her not to listen to my sister, Aunt Judy. They're all like, I wouldn't listen if I were you because I talk about it like this. But I didn't actually mean to say the C word this time. Maybe I'll cut that out. I never do any editing, but yes, unless we'll you that. tell me to. Yeah, just that one part. Um, but um, anyway, Rachel is getting her hair and makeup done today. So uh, her stylist may come in in the middle. Uh, what does she look like? She look Yes, she's an attractive lady, mm-hmm. but you won't like That's her because be... she has short hair. And it'll remind, oh, it I hate might that. remind yes. you of the fact that you are tr- only truly aroused by men and that'll be confusing and then you'll reject her. <laughs> Again, this She's really beautiful. Like she has short hair, but she has a really beautiful face. But yeah, you won't like her because of the short hair. I do hate that short hair unless she's blonde and blue eyed. She um, the only person I liked with short hair was from that girl from Melrose Place with Josie Bissett because he knew if she grew her hair long. She'd be hot. She's Asian and something else Asian? I can't remember, and she has like blonde hair. But yeah, oh, she does. You know who I find attractive? I was just talking about yesterday. Aquafina. Who is that? She's like an Asian actress. She was in Crazy Rich Asians, and she's oh. kind of a rapper too. And she yeah. was just hosted Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. She's really hot. She's cool. Yeah, she's not like hot, but she's hot. she's like she's hot. Sexy and cool. She's got a cool voice, and she's really funny. Yeah. Did you see the movie Crazy Rich Asians? Because it was. Really I still good. haven't seen it. It's so good. It's. I, talk, I heard it's awesome. So I've been talking about that guy in it. He takes off his top like eight times, and this is how gay I am. Because they were talking about having that Ildris Elba become James Bond, I just and I yeah. am the most racist person of all time when it comes to that. I do not want a black James Bond. Meanwhile, I'm saying to myself, but if they use that guy from Crazy Rich Asians, I mean, I could be okay with it. I mean, he has his top <laughs> off the whole time. I'm like, God, this guy's amazing looking. Like, I mean, it's so, I'm so, when you see a body like that, you know, if you see another dude's body, I don't think it's gay. You're just like, in my next life, that, that's what I I want that. I want to take off my top. Not like in Crashing. Yeah. I want to take off my top and have that. Do you know in the show Riverdale, they have Archie take off his top in every episode. Now it's almost like a joke. Like the writers must be all gay. And like, how can we get him out of his top this season? They put him in prison this season. And the, the it's Archie Comics, you know, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And the warden is evil. And he makes him box in like a fight club thing so he can take his shirt off every week. <laughs> it's so funny. Because he really, because it's, it's noticeable. I watch it because I like the girls. Now nobody's buying that. But um, I mean, it's just. <laughs> but it's so noticeable after a while when the guy takes off his shirt every week. It's like it's like come on, they're pulling a yeah, fast. Yeah, they're just it. trying. I to mean, find it's for teenage reason. girls, so yeah. it's working. I still haven't seen, by the way, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the teenage girl. I'm totally looking forward to that. That's on Netflix. Just dropped, yo. Right. Well, you know how to start a conversation with me. You always mention three programs I've never seen in my life. Or everything you watch is mainly about, like, is made for 14-year-old yes, girls. Yes, so, yes, Who in you fact, wish you were. Um, <laughs> I was just talking about this series for a while called um, I Am Frankie, I think it's called. It's on Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, totally made for 14. In fact, my nephew was like, it's boring. I don't like it. He's 16. And I'm like, well, I'm going to watch it anyway because the robot girl's kind of hot. And... um. <laughs> So my friend who I was out in California with uh, last week, he works at Nickelodeon and he was even freaked out that I knew everybody's name. And I'm like, are you talking about Andrew LaPierre? You know, and he's like, well, how the, f- what is the matter with you? Like, he's the only other person I can talk about it with because he knows all the characters. I know. You mean Cole so Reyes disturbing. or his sister? Yeah. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Anyway, Rachel's tireless could come in at any minute. She's going to call because it's Halloween. Rachel's got to get down to the cellar. There could be uh, problems. There's a huge, ridiculous homosexual parade down there um, that um, is, yeah, as the Manhattan Borough President, it's one of the parades I will not get rid of. Yeah, the parade. Um, the parade is overwhelming. I don't like crowds in general. I don't like it's, collective enthusiasm. When I, get I first got here yeah. to the city, the parade was fantastic. It wasn't crowded. 
it you know people were afraid they were going to get AIDS. You know, yeah. like, so they, they weren't near it. And now it's such a because they started airing it on New York One, it became a thing. And now it's so crowded. Remember that time we went to Fiori's? Were you there that yeah, night? Like oh, my you, God. Like one, during it's the like parade. the kind of crowd where you have to just push your body through like, yeah, no, like blocks and blocks. It's like complete well, madness. But it used to be all just people who lived in the village and gay guys and they were and it was fun. And now it's just tourists and drunken people that you hate, you know, yeah. those, those kind of dudes. Uh, that we all hate, and uh, the and ones you don't Boston want to see. And now Boston Red parade. Sox fans oh, now yep. falling oh, over joke each other, going like, "We did it!" <laughs> as they fall into their own vomit. Just some guy like, "We did it this year." This Fuck probably it. this probably comes out after the comedy show. One, can you tell me the joke that you, the brilliant joke you just told? Um, I was just saying that I just well, the World Series just happened, and I was just wanted to say that I wanted to congratulate the Dodgers for not having to meet Trump. Um, <laughs> I love that, because, yeah, and you told me, you said, like, the guys love because they're like, oh, they, she doesn't know anything about sports. Like, I'm so and that dumb. is the first thing I thought. I'm like, she's so fucking stupid, and then you misdirected me, and It's it a very brilliant. satisfying moment on stage, because I just yeah. watch all the guys in the audience look at me like this dumb twat, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, I want to say congratulations to the Dodger. They just look at me like, oh, they, like, feel so embarrassed for me, you know? So me you and your new husband um, went out on Sunday. <laughs> your brand new husband, Mrs. Brennan. Um, this is Mrs. Captain Rachel Brennan. Yes, and, I'm a fire uh, wife now. <laughs> and uh, we went out and we were watching football and Rachel does this, you know, this, what do they call it? A double talk of sports uh, where she sounds like she knows what you're talking about, but then when you're actually listening, she doesn't know what you're talking about. Like, yes. you know, I'm like, hey, did you see the Jets game last week? Yeah, yeah, he'll just talk to him about the Jets, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a beautiful play. I mean, the way Cal Ripken drove that ball. I mean, I'm just saying, he moves the ball. That's what you got to admit about him. I mean, Carmelo, yeah, he might be a sh- Look, he's a showboat, sure, but he does have skills. And you should have seen him in the eighth inning because that was a miraculous moment right there. Right, and so John she- Stockton, I'm sorry to say it, but like right if you let him do his thing, he's got a plan. There's something. There's There's so many funny things about that when you do it because it's like, you know, you're saying it like it's like legit, but you know, you're also mentioning players from so many ages. So there's no way a guy can't be impressed. But then he's but then you're thrown off like, wait a minute, she's talking about multisports and cow rip what? And then you get confused in like a triple level. But the only person that hates it when she does it is Lenny Marcus. And he hates it. Yeah, so he gets so much. furious. He's like, Stop it, Feinstein. How dare you go? He gets so, he get angry. so angry. I don't know why he gets it. so furious. But the reason that I know all these specific players is because I grew up around Jews that are Jewish men that are obsessed with the NBA and my both my brothers that's all they want to talk about is basketball and they like all the the bullshit around basketball just like the fights the nonsense all of it and then on top of that I guess hearing my dad men of my dad's generation like they like they're the kind of guys that are completely emotionally unavailable and only weep about baseball so the only two times I saw my dad cry was like some San Francisco Giants game and apparently during the movie Deer Hunter but other than that like <laughs> not at my own wedding no, not he you didn't know cry he was completely upstanding the whole time and he was just yeah. like yeah this is great not a tear at my own wedding okay, or so when, he, when my brothers graduated from college but apparently yeah in a San Francisco Giants game now so. that you mentioned your own wedding Okay. Your wedding was the greatest wedding I've ever been to. I'm not saying that because you're here. You know, I've said it to you personally. Uh, I've said it without you being in the room. It was, first of all, the ceremony was the, that's for sure, the best ceremony I was ever at. That's a fact. We were talking about this the other day. We don't, I've already said this in the podcast multiple times. Um, Nobody likes, I'm not being uh, 
anti-anything. I'm saying I don't care for the church ceremony with the taking mass. It's too time-consuming. You're you're not caught in the moment. It's too serious. Right? The, the Jews in this case have it perfect. I don't like Jewish funerals. I like the wake. I like sitting there with the body and exciting. saying goodbye. Yeah. I enjoy that. The Jews, I think they got that one wrong, that it's got to be buried like that. Yeah, it's but mass is a real snooze fest. The mass I is agree. a snooze fest. They got that, but the Jews got the wedding part right. Christians have confession. I do like confession. Oh, I like that confession seems very too. exciting. So I'm not yeah. saying that I'm anti, you know, religious right. wise. We I'm get just it. saying That's I don't like that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So the Jews have it right. It's very quick, it's short, and then you break the glass at the end, which everybody loves. They even do it in Goodfellas, which is fantastic. But your ceremony was the best I've ever did. I was the one who told you to get Tom Papa. Thank you. You did. You and he SD. did Lenny's. And, he, and I said, you know, you got to get it because you were going to have Irene do it, which was out. What the? You're lucky I defused that situation. Uh, you're welcome, <laughs> America. Uh, <laughs> and Tom Papa, I mean, I don't know where he picked up this other talent, but if he didn't want to be a comedian anymore, I think he would have a full year's list of stuff he could do and he could charge it's so incredible. much incredible he was so hysterical and he interviews me for a really long time and interviews pete for a long time and he just finds out all the stuff about how we met and prepares in the and most think about lovely this. thoughtful way and did you have to pay him at all i mean just, no oh, he wouldn't let me pay him pay. i mean i took yeah the like his transportation think, and everything but he doesn't charge so anything busy he's traveling back and forth all the time with his just, yeah. just not come to papa but he, he devotes also a weekend is, of his life to this and like, then he also has to do the prairie home companion whatever it's called now he's a head writer on that he has a book tour and in between he took all the time. He didn't do it half-assed. He interviewed you. He said for a long time. He yeah. interviewed Pete. He did not. He took it extremely seriously. It's the and that's amazing. Thing. And that's what makes it so great. It's not have So then at her wedding, they bring up Colin. Uh, Colin Quinn. Was that your plan or Tom's plan? Uh, I asked Colin because because uh, Pete and Colin both grew up in like in Brooklyn and have a lot in common. And they met in Ireland when I was doing this comedy festival out there and really hit it off. But Colin, how did you decide? Because that's rare too to have Colin say comments. some wage w- w- words of wisdom. Uh, why that I, was that was Tom's framing of it that way. But basically, so I asked Colin. Colin and Pete met in, in Ireland when I was doing this festival there. And Colin was really funny with Pete. He got a kick out of Pete. He called him Petey Biceps. And uh, <laughs> they would joke that Pete looked like he was like working on a set like a teamster or whatever. Because he would go everywhere with us in Ireland. It was just all these comics and this big kind of like lunking, hulking fireman, you know, and all these comics. And he's like, he's Petey Biceps. He's our teamster, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, they loved each other. And so I thought it would be nice to have Colin like say something at some point. I don't know how weddings work. I basically created a lineup so I was just like Colin do you want to talk will That's you come up and say something and I said he was like what should I say and I was like well you, I just gave him some options I was like well you could just because his book is so funny it's and just I was odd like, because normally you would have them do it at the speeches you know like at the end but the way you thought to have it at the ceremony in is the quite ceremony interesting. yeah I thought it could be interesting I don't know why I decided that but I thought I said maybe you could give us advice on like a Jew marrying a Catholic or you know because he always has these funny ideas about cultures and religion and stuff or I said or anything and he came up and he talked about how um how comics and, and firemen are really alike because we all sit around waiting for a call. You know what I mean? Everybody goes up to oh, us like, how could oh, right. you do that? You're so brave. People <laughs> say the same things to us. You know, they, and we have that weird little insular life that nobody else has. And yeah. So he had this really funny speech and then Colin and him kind of slammed each oh, other. Oh, that was, and that was so hilarious. good. They were like, oh yeah, nice gravelly voice. What did he say about no, so him? Then, so when Tom oh, I'll show your mumble something else, Colin. Right. No, right. So when Tom Papa brought up uh, Colin, Colin was like, oh, your minister voice and feel. <laughs> and, 
And then Tom was like, maybe if I didn't mumble through my remarks as I read them off my phone. Oh, I'm telling you, people, it was so laugh out loud, amazingly awesome. Like, think about my friend Lee Maracas, who's there, is just a civilian. Did he enjoy it? Did he enjoy it? He knows for sure that was the best wedding he's ever been to. <laughs> What's better if you're not even in comedy? This is definitely the best wedding. These are two really good professional comedians ribbing each other. It's like a roast. It's amazing. It was so funny. It was a hilarious wedding, but Tom did a good job of also just like telling the story and there were these kind of touching, lovely moments. He was so perfect at it. And then, you know, Pete went up and read his vows and he really thought about them. They were so thoughtful. That was gay. Cute. Anyway, no, no, that was really great. But the other best part too was that um, Tom said something about you imitating your mother and the way he was, whatever he was saying. And then, and again, I've already told people this in part, but here you are. Um, And then you just, like, he's like, and little did her mother know she would be imitating her for the rest of her life, whatever it was. And then you just are talking to the crowd. No, no, no. It's not like that. What he, what said, was, is, what he said was, he's like, people are here for all kinds of different reasons. And then he listed some sort, some very, like, classic, lovely reasons that people are, attend a wedding. And then he said, and some people are just here because they want to know if Rachel Feinstein's mom really sounds like that. <laughs> and I was like, she doesn't sound like that. But she says things that should be said in that voice. I just couldn't stop myself. It was so me. funny. You're, you're not supposed to say anything. I know. I know. But then you just said it. <laughs> So matter of factly, it was so that's for me what made the whole service this beautiful. You're that part turned it around in a different way because that's how light it was. That it, you were just like, no, no, no. You were like defending <laughs> the minister. You know, like, no, 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 wait a minute. You know, but you didn't do it that way and you weren't trying to be funny. It was a total matter of fact, and it just came out. It was very clear it wasn't rehearsed. Just you know, you're just like, no, I have to say, no, it didn't. Okay. I'll no, oh, that. sorry. Maybe I explained it the wrong way then. No, it didn't take the air out of the room. It made it better. It made it that much more fun that it was, look how loose this wedding is. It's great. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fun. sorry. No, I explained no, I it miss- the wrong way then. No, 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 no. I miss- I forgot what that expression meant. I meant to say it lightened things up, but I forgot take the air out means something That's bad. bad. I actually literally yeah. forgot what that expression meant. Oh, okay. Meant. That's yeah, what no, just I happened. thought I explained it the wrong way. No, it was... <laughs> It was the best moment because then I was like, boy, this wedding is something else. <laughs> it really was terrific. I mean, really, the ceremony we are talking about, people, that never happens. You never talk about the ceremony. I've never heard of anyone. You talk about the reception. You say, oh, remember that guy? That guy got drunk. That speech was good. You never talk about the actual ceremony. So that's not terrific. Yeah, Let I didn't alone the want like, a lot of so like great. long-winded kind of, you know, like I just didn't want like some sort of heavy poetry or anything like exactly. that. Yeah, I just wanted you to. You can't like, do that with all comics. You would be yeah, it's a bunch of comics fun and of fire. Man, let's your just life. have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I feel like it doesn't need to be this intense thing. But I don't know anything about weddings. I didn't even know what questions I was supposed to ask. They would have these like pre-wedding meetings and then they would look at me like, so do you have any questions? Like, and I'm like, I've never been like a wedding twat that's like, imagine <laughs> right, my day. Right, so I right. never knew what question to ask. I was like, do, do they have Jaeger? <laughs> Pete was like, you don't need to ask that. Like most people probably have Jaeger. Like that's not really a question. We they didn't have Jaeger yeah. though. It was <laughs> ironic. Um, but yeah, I just but never then, knew what I was supposed to say. Yeah, like, you know, I remember I'm, you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, and then like, and then I call and my mom. I, what I needed was a controlling woman in my family that took over and like made choices. I need just like a judgmental twat that was like, "Here's what you're supposed to do," but I don't have that. I have this but liberal mom. But you hired mom. that lady, which was the smartest. She was you wonderful. Could ever make. I hired a wedding planner finally because in the beginning she wouldn't. I asked her out. She wouldn't go out with me. She's married, but well, at, maybe in the beginning the we would. I would call my mom, and it would be like. We were having like meetings about flowers and stuff. And I'd be like, mom, what, I don't know what to, but to do about flowers. Like, I don't give a shit about a flower. I've never given a fuck. But I needed like a mom to be like, you get this. You do it like that. You need this amount of that. But my mom is just like too liberal and doesn't care. So I'd be like, mom, what should I do for flowers? And she'd be like, women rock. And I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> 
She'd be like, celebrate diversity. Goodbye. And I'm like, no, I need that in no way addresses this practice. It is true. You're right. I guess mothers normally help their daughters through the wedding process. That's true. And she was there, like, support, no judgment. My mother must have done that for my sister for sure. Yeah, you want it. But I needed one of those, just like, I needed like a hands on, you know, Jewish mom that would just like take control of everything. But I know I hired a wedding planner eventually. But yeah, my mom was is very accepting and lovely, but she just doesn't have any opinions about anything like that. Like, so I, I had no idea I had brothers. Like, I don't give a shit about a color or a flower. Or, right. I well, that care. was the best. I think that's why that wedding planner was, you know, like, this is great. Yeah, I needed somebody <laughs> to be like, this is how you, it's. You this, told yeah. her to do one job for you and she messed that up. And the rest of the stuff you didn't give a shit about. Like, it was something with the invitations. And you're like, yeah, what kind of flowers? Like, I don't give a shit. Just do whatever <laughs> is there. But just, you know, make sure you send out everything, you know, like on time. And that she didn't do that. Like, it was something. like the wording and the invitations. But that's the only just thing It's okay. I, I gave about. it to her at the wedding. I let her have it. No, she was amazing. She yeah, was it was no big best. deal. Don't, yeah. don't worry. You're welcome. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, all I care about is language. So like, it's like you could put any flowers, anything. I don't give a shit. But I think, you know, she would want to put in like, you know, put your dancing shoes on tomorrow and oh, get that's ready what to, it was. Da- you know, oh, to dance God. the night away. And I'm like, I'm not that. I don't like stuff like that. Right, yeah. right. How could you be that foolish? If you've met me. You, you know what I do. How could you put put your dancing shoes on? Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, get ready to. But didn't it yeah. turn out that it didn't get to anybody? It didn't we even got lucky? go out. So right. it was fine. But she was like, yeah. she handled every practical thing that, that never would have happened. Yeah. Now, I got to sit for the first time. I It's so weird because she's one of your closest friends. I had never met Nikki Glazer before. And I sat next to her during the wedding. She's gorgeous. Yes, she is. And so nice. Such a beauty and so warm and lovely. Yeah. And so I funny. I guess I thought she was going to be a bitch because she was she's friends hot, with Amy maybe, and you. She's maybe, but she's not. You don't assume know. hot women are bitches because she uh, is a I hot, ass- lovely, I don't know. I don't know what girl. I assumed. I guess because I'd never met her, I just assumed maybe she was a bitch or something. Why when I met her? But she was so nice. And yesterday on Howard Stern, she had yeah. a home run. Oh, she, I, I heard she was All hysterical. the people yeah. today were calling in and saying, wow, now she must have a whole new fan base now. I mean, yeah, she had a she home killed run yesterday. It. Yeah. Killed it. And she did the roast, right? Yeah. And then, and did they talk to her after? Because I still have a Yeah, oh, they talked it. to her for an hour. Yeah. And the, now the whole, the staff is obsessed with her and the callers are obsessed with her. And now she might, you know, have a whole new fan base. Yeah. And she already has her Which is going to help radio her show. radio show. Yeah. But yeah. it's got to be helpful. Yeah. She's hilarious. She was yeah. really excited about it. She did a good we job. Were, we she's were really hanging cool. out the I night like before her. at the cellar and she was telling me about getting ready to do that. So I'm glad it was so awesome because... Um, she's just really, yeah, she's really good and easy and she'll reveal things, you know, so she's an interesting exactly. guest. Exactly. And that's yeah. the whole key. Yeah. That's what I do on a anything. podcast. Yeah. Well, you gotta be able cares. to say it, you know, and people want to know what's Dave, you know, people want to know behind the curtain, Dave. They do, um, right? Behind the Spider-Man shower curtain. Well, last week I revealed that, uh, Sarah Silverman wanted to know what my face or expression was like when I came. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> only because she mentioned that about Louie and I remembered that she had said that when I was dating her roommate I mentioned this last week in the podcast I was dating her roommate she goes I can't wait to find out what your face is like when you come like because she was fascinated by guys so that's why when she had revealed this on Howard she's getting a lot of backlash you know because of the Louie thing yeah 30 years ago you know like how could you do that Sarah how could you just like because we were freaks you know who so cares? wait people were mad at her for just mad. doing it for I don't yeah. understand for, yeah for having Louis masturbate in front of her, they thought she wasn't being a player. Thirty years ago, oh, when she was nineteen, Christ. and Louis, and just because she was a sexual being, you yeah. know, uh, and Louis's like, "Hey, how about if I masturbate in front?" Because he's been doing this for years, <laughs> which is why it it doesn't seem weird. Um, 
why, why these two girl comics say I don't know how they didn't know because <laughs> he's been doing it for so long. I mean, long. that's another story, but what right, okay, Sarah wanted to do. But right, whatever she wants like, to do, consensually, yeah. and she knew what she was getting into. And the, but then it was funny because then she clearly was into that because then she said it about me, which of course I'm not that way, and I did it. Of course, the big spit take. And she's, <laughs> and then there was so much pressure to make a face, you know, like, oh, what is my face when I, and then I, I had, I kept making expressions just in case the girl it's was funny, looking. funny because I can't even think about what a guy's face is when they come. Like, I wasn't I don't thinking even, about it either until she really mentioned it. Me. I just assumed it's some it. dumb expression. But it I, is. You know, like, Usually, I don't know. I never thought about it either. But then sometimes then I started to try and play with faces to see if I could do You know how like when you're crying <laughs> and you want to pretend and see if you could laugh while you're crying? Yes. Right? It's like that. I could see you. I feel like you would have, I don't know. I think you'd have like some kind of like a, it would definitely be an inappropriate face, but I feel like it would be some sort of like kind of like a fun loving hat dance sort of expression, you know, like, I like, think hey, a- hey, kids. <laughs> yeah. Like the beginning of a clown's routine. I or think something. what it is, is the expression is I cannot believe I am actually having sex. <laughs> like it's still like that. Yeah. Like you can't believe can't you're believe actually I'm inside doing a woman. Um, Last time it's inside a woman was a Statue of Liberty. But you don't want to be inside. Don't you Don't you want to be having a... I'm not even saying it like as a oh, whatever, whether you're in the closet or not. But like, don't you feel like most of the time when you're having, <laughs> when you're having an orgasm, you would, be ra- you would rather be... Let me guess what you'd rather be doing. You would rather be watching Star Trek, like re-watching one of your favorite moments in Star Trek. Well, I mean, um, if it's Star Trek 2, I guess, yeah. Yeah, on your couch uh, with like a grilled cheese from the deli. Oh. And uh, maybe I'm gonna maybe, orgasm now. This yeah, and like you've just hung up and on a tell, like you've just had a like a screaming, like shut up, you shut up, <laughs> and then you just hung up on him. That's the moment you'd rather have. I bet that feels like coming when you slam the phone down in a tell after one of your weekly arguments or something. You know that. You know everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. That yeah, you don't really want to be doing it, right? The moment you're done, aren't you just like, don't you run like? Oh yeah, then I just want to do what you just said. Yeah, the moment I'm finished. Yeah, as a matter of fact, with that three-way that time afterwards i'll never forget i i had baked cookies because i wanted the place to smell i had heard that pumpkin pie was some sort of aphrodisiac by the way the the threesome he has he auditions a girl in the apartment and then they always end up hooking up during dave's apartment auditions but he goes well i never intended it that well <laughs> meanwhile he's baking things that he no that's the second women. that's a different time Ugh, if you say different threesome once more, i'm, I'm sorry i'm just saying i didn't bake cookies the time i was auditioning people that was anyway. Anyways, but many of your auditions did end up in hookups. So yes, I do they think did. that you That's why I understand this Harvey Weinstein thing. I get it now that Any it might have been considered Any man that wants to audition in his living room, it's just hilarious. <laughs> well, like, we didn't, hey, didn't even think on, about babe, it. I'll tell then. you what. Show you the part. We'll kiss a little, see if you got the vibe right. <laughs> you can give me a handy, but uh, you know, ironically, just like in the project. It was babe. The girls that made the move first. Listen, Always. I know what a cocky jackass you were back in those days because I called your house and you hung up on me twice in a <laughs> row. Talk. You're like, change your name if you want to make it this business, kid. I was right. And then you hung up on me. But um, Now you should change it to Rachel Brennan. No, I'm not saying that you're a sexual predator, although that would be a fun <laughs> thing to announce on your podcast. But um, I do think that auditioning women in your home for a part where you guys have to make out is hysterical. It is really funny. Um, it, when I think about it now, I can't even believe that 
anybody would come by. Yeah, you were a raging dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, the funny thing was when I've talked about this before, like... And then often they would hook up with him for hours and they still wouldn't get the part. So then you'd be like... <laughs> I know. So then I get the part? They would make out scene and then it would turn into like actually But they would sex. say, do you want to practice the kissing scene? And I'm like, I don't think there's any reason. I mean, I swear to God, I was upstanding all the time. It wasn't, it was creepy, I guess, but I really tried to be a gentleman. I'm like, there's really no reason to practice that. It's a small peck. Yeah. But they were, you know, I guess they were, I guess that was their way of trying to get the part, I guess. I don't know why they'd want a part in the stupid show. It was just, it wasn't a TV show. It wasn't like they were going to be on Cheers. It is, you know? <laughs> it is hysterical that you did that. But I was warned about you. I knew that you were the bad boy of, um, <laughs> This what business, are you talking yeah. About? Corky Haney said that oh, you don't right. play by yes. the rules, and yeah, you're a real lady killer and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like she showed me the ropes at a club one day, and she's like, "Couple to watch out for, you know, real lady killers, not <laughs> not misconductors." Let me right, be right. clear. Thank you. But just you know, she said you're a real ladies' man, and uh, you know the girls liked you, but you had no time at the end. You're like, "Beat it, kid! <laughs> I want to go lay on my my uh, couch and with eat that grilled, grilled cheese. cheese." It sounds amazing. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about a grilled cheese since you said it. So. <laughs> If, if that's what I'm taking from this entire conversation, then there is something wrong with me, obviously. But then, of course, when you get older, we talk about that all the time. Me and Atel always used to try and hook up, and then now we'd prefer to go home and have a grilled cheese. Yeah, or write a letter of complaint. Like, you'd rather write, <laughs> no, you'd you rather that. write oh, like, a letter to, oh, an, yeah. to an airline or something. Absolutely, yeah, yes. Yeah, than have sex now. Oh, I feel I've like you'd rather people, tell Delta what's wrong with how they... Before I got that promotion at work, I was the scariest man on the planet because I had a lot of free time. You yeah. did not want to mess with me. I will write that letter and send it certified mail to the president. Oh, and you not, love a certified mail. That's what it. you come to. You want to see a cum face? <laughs> <laughs> Watch the moment he drops a certified letter into the mailbox. Oh, yeah. Because today when I was telling him the doorman was like kind of annoying when I came in because he was supposed to have my key. I mean, you I let were, him have it. Yeah, you I, were yeah. so excited to tell him off. Well, remember, you must have heard me on the phone with him because he was like, yeah, I was just, you must have just heard screaming in the background or and something. And then he blamed like, me. He's like, why are you yeah, making Yeah, then he was blaming you. He yeah. kept saying her, too. He's like, why are you making her yell at me like that? He was like, I don't have time to check the computer. I'm like, then why are we even have this conversation? Just let her upstairs. You don't want to go up. By- oh. Look, I'm getting, like, now you get me angry again. I should have a key. I said, I should moron. have a key. He's like, she's not answering phone. I she's not answering key. phone. The guy's a fucking moron. I'm not here. That's why we need to let you in. What an idiot that guy is. I was supposed to be on. There's a master list. I'm not trying to name drop, but I'm on the master <laughs> list. I'm supposed to be allowed I up at any you, moment. It took me a long time to put you on that list. It's like a big protocol. You know, this building is managed by like, you know, some, I think it's actually managed now by my cousin who was the devils. Really? <laughs> I think so. I think they bought whatever why company you, owns had, You haven't asked your cousin if he owns your building? I, I get nervous sometimes. I feel like he's going to be angry at me for something. I don't want to ruin anything. I want to know if he owns your building. That's really interesting. Yeah, so do I. Well, I always. It's also funny if that I'm the reason trouble. the key wasn't there it, that that he should have had it, but apparently, but then some random doorman had it who clearly is just coming up here. And like, yeah, I know. Pot that or was up in a your little apartment. weird. Yeah. But uh, I like that you didn't care about that. You're like, hey, that guy's yeah. all right. You know, like, <laughs> he is okay. But clearly he but had your they key. They keep mixing me up with the transvestite next door, and I'm not kidding around. And they, there's one who's lived here longer than I have, and we're friendly. But they keep mixing me up with her, and it's really getting on my nerves. That's amazing. They're like, you're talking about 10C? You know, like, and I'm like, come on! You know, was like, that why he was calling you her? He was yes. Like, she's not answering. Yes, she's answering. he was That's mixing me up with the transvestite on the other side of the floor. Oh my god! This I like this, the, this whole building. It's like it's very exciting. Remember oh, by the, the way, the tranny, her name is Tony Amber. I just tell you. Well, she might be not tranny. I don't know what she is, but she looked. You'd see. She has a movie called Bird's Eye View, and it's on Amazon Prime. And I'm in the movie. 
Wow. <laughs> I, she's out of her mind crazy. She has a parrot that she and, – and it's a UFO conspiracy movie that she made for 20 years. And she and let you actually, act in the film? Yeah, right at her door. We just did it here. But it's funny because my hair is blonde. Because uh, I was coloring it at the time, because uh, I was in a band, whatever. I remember this. Do you? Because yeah. I, I, I watched it on Amazon Prime, just that scene to take a picture of it, because it's so funny, and I play a police officer, and it's, um, it's really funny that I'm in it at all, and it's uh, yeah, bird's eye view. You can see it. I'm sorry, I now I feel bad at calling her trans, but she really, she looks like Steven Tyler. So we've always thought she was a man because we had heard she was. Um, she apparently wrote – there's a rumor that she wrote the movie Mahogany in the 70s with mm -hmm. Diana Ross mm -hmm. that she used to be a man. It's just all rumors. She looks like a woman, but she talks like a man, and she's just a little – I love it. Well, it seems like an argument you're having with yourself. It's but all rumors, but I mean, look, I mean, he's who he is. It. You will see her in the movie, and then you can judge for yourself. But let's face it; she's a little bit of a wackadoodle, a uh, very nice lady, but a little crazy. And you'll see in the movie, and that's and that's who they keep mixing me up with. And it's, an, it's you'll see how embarrassing it is. The building like is very exciting, though, because like everybody has different strong reactions when I say I'm there to see you. You know, like there's some <laughs> right. of the doormen that are like, yeah, yeah. like you know, they just assume if a woman's busy, <laughs> right, you're right. like, he, he nailing yeah, that, all right. It, you know, and then there's some people that seem concerned, like, why would you want to be going to see that man? You know, <laughs> well, that's usually the people who are just sitting in the lobby, like, why would she go to see him? Yeah, there's definitely a few people, like, when they see that I'm there, and everybody's very interested, they're like, why are you visiting that man? It's almost like the guy that doesn't leave his home, like, when someone comes over, you know, right, right, right. everybody had different questions. Either they're like, yeah, nail that puss, or like, there was another woman that came by that she's like, you can't get in. She's like, come to my place. Like, you're Is safe. that true? Like, yeah. Wait, this happened today? This happened today. Was it Bonnie? Was she um, had blonde hair? Is she really pretty? No, she's the oh. brunette. She's very pretty. She has a daughter. I forgot. Oh, was it her Michelle? Name. I think it was Michelle. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. She told yeah. Yeah, she, well, you know her, right? Yeah, she said she had to handle something, but in a few minutes I could come over there if, the, if things oh, weren't so didn't nice. shake out. Yeah, she was very nice. Oh. She was trying to let me text her because she saw there was a larger situation. And, you know, I thought she might prove my credibility when she walked up. Yeah, you would think. If somebody who's lived in the building as long as I have can vouch for somebody, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I like that. See, fucking idiot this but guy is. this is, is the right space here. you want to be in right now. He likes to be good man. <laughs> I really am. That guy's a yeah. fucking asshole. And then he was like blaming us and he was rude. Like if he was just like, oh, no, sir, I don't know what's happening. I could explain that. But he was an asshole. No, he didn't care for me one bit. He's he didn't like, care for me She doesn't answer. She doesn't yeah. answer for Fucking yeah. moron. But he oh. kind of spoke in just this spearing language. Was yeah, like, and he's oh, gross. And he looks bad in that uniform. You know, some of the guys look like they belong in that uniform. He doesn't. Yeah. And then, and then, so, she, so anyway, so eventually one of the doormen did come over who weirdly has Dave's key and nobody's questioning that. <laughs> he was just like, I got his key. I'll let you up. He's all right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, come up. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're going to be, it's all, it's November 1st. And if you're going to be a douchebag during bonus season time, then you are a complete douchebag. But let me just explain you how have to be Dave's, on your best behavior. How I tip logic, really well. He does. And let me explain how his logic works. He doesn't care if you work in this building and have his key for no real explained reason and want to come over here and, you know, maybe smoke a little bit of his pot or, you know, fuck in his bed. That he doesn't really question. He's just like, that guy, he's all right. But if the doorman at the front desk doesn't let me up immediately, then he's furious and he's going to speak to the management company. I the have fact my that rules. somebody on the staff has his key, he doesn't know why, uses the apartment regularly. People have been coming in here for years just like smoking weed and stuff like that and it's drinking It's just fascinating that that's the part that you don't really Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird. You're right. It doesn't but bother me. But that is me. how you are as 
a person. Like either you're going to become absolutely furious about something irrational or something that should yeah, bother no you. You'll be pretty easy about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird. I mean, today it's when good, I that's a good when I even had to explain to you that the makeup artist had to come here first, it was so it's so nerve wracking to call you on a day when we have a plan because the call itself infuriates him because he assumes there's going to be some slight change oh, to the plan yes. or that someone's bailing because his abandonment issues are so profound that if I ever have to call you on the day of a plan, my heart is racing because I know that you're like, don't you leave me in the dust, you stupid cunt, you know. So I that's would never what you're say thinking that to you. in your mind. Yes, so when true. I do have to call you, and it was really just to explain a few things and to, to you know try to let you know that I was trying to do everything I could to honor this commitment that I had with you, but we're all so deeply terrified of you that even that call and sending that text this morning was just, as soon as I send it, I like- I haven't yeah. changed? Um, no, you've gotten a lot I've better. I've out. Right, because no, yeah, you've definitely gotten a lot better because you used to kick me out of your apartment all the time. I and know. then there was the but time the, that you chased me out of the Cindy Lauper concert. You don't chase you me down streets had anymore. It coming at that concert, you were nothing but a complete tool that day. I don't know what you were doing that was making me angry, but I will stand by it. Um, I think it was because I went to the bathroom and then you couldn't find me for a sec before I, hate I came that. back and you thought I left. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you abandoned me. Yes, it's abandonment. It's always abandonment. But what were you doing in that bathroom? I think I was peeing and then when I, and then oh. I was running back like wildly because I was so scared. Of well, you know, it was my friends and we were, you know, friendly with Cindy Lauper. So I, I thought you had left and I wanted you to meet her. So I yeah, think I got upset. Yeah. And then I think you, you did call me a cunt that day and you chased oh, yeah, me down like sure, an alley yeah. or something like that. But you know, <laughs> you used to chase me. You did a lot of running like I'd run and you'd be screaming after me. But you you've you've definitely grown a lot. I'm I'm telling you, since I you went to therapy, you've been much better. Yeah, you used to throw me out and and scream and and a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of hanging up and I would laugh on the elevator on the way down. Though you know, I was just talking to the the girl, the little twenty three year old, um, and I was explaining to her that, um, I, you know, with comedy, because I never, you know, really fully pursued it, I would meet these wonderful new comedy pals, and then when they'd get successful, they would leave me. Uh, and that happened for us. We had to go through an adjustment period because we used to hang out every weekend. But when you become successful, you work on the weekends. Yeah. And so it wasn't just you. It was other people, too, that just kind of kept leaving me. Uh, you know, it was Atel and Sarah and right. um, Danny Vermont at a period of time and and you then. And every time I kept meeting somebody really great and I'm like, oh, I have a new weekend friend and this is really fun. <laughs> they would always leave me. And it was problematic in my head. Yeah. Although you didn't really like it any better when I was a nanny because you were suspicious of the fact I that like I that took kid. care of an autistic child and you said you and had that her- kid was a problematic. I mean, he was, and I didn't, I, I had a picture of him downstairs. I did not want him in this building. He said he left specific instructions. To and he was him. at your wedding. I couldn't believe it. And he was acting really strange. But then the thing was, he apparently wrote that amazing speech that his he's mother read, I guess. He wrote this beautiful it's so toast. weird because he's like a retard, right? He's so, not, but then, but then, he writes this thing so you know in his head he's totally normal and clear because he wrote this amazing thing for you. He wrote a toast and just kind of but like it's confusing because he's like what we had worked on and done for. But no, he's a like a, no, but the way it was they beautiful act, and like, intelligent. You know, he's, he's like right. Some people don't have don't have control over their physicality, so that but they have may have a very brilliant mind or could be a lot smarter than you or me. It has to do with well, other not issues. me, but. I, I could see what you're saying about other people. Sure, they could be smarter than that. Um, you know, ever since the uh, Sandy Hook thing, I, I'm sorry, I get nervous about autistic kids. I guess I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's weird. You don't know. But then when you hear something like that, you know, this kid's okay. You know, yeah, something so moving and special. You know, 
I, I mean, most autistic kids aren't violent. I know, I know. But it was that one guy who ruined it for everybody. I don't think so. I don't think anybody else thinks about that. I no, think I think that, about it every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he was on the spectrum or not, but... Uh, what? I thought he was completely autistic. I don't know, but I, I that wouldn't even occur to me to make that uh, association. Because you're a better person and you handle them and you took care... I mean, you yeah. really... I mean, you didn't just babysit. You had an emotional relationship with this boy. I Which thought you Dave were Dave was kidding. very much against, no matter yes. what. I would. We were working and on his family, help. and then invited him to your wedding all these years later when you weren't even babysitting anymore. It's amazing. I I always thought it was some sort of gag. Gag is hilarious. <laughs> I that really was where didn't I was understand. working for like forty five hours a week. But you didn't like that, and then when I went on the road, you didn't really like. Well, that only because. You know, we were breaking up the band, you know. No, it was an adjustment period. I understand. Which you didn't understand at first because you're like, you're a grown man. Why can't you you handle this? Well, you were screaming it and playing up on me and calling me a cunt. So that was harder. You couldn't say, you couldn't verbalize. It's hard for me that we're making this change and you're traveling now and it's a little bit different. It was very difficult when this would happen before the internet and great TV and stuff like now mm-hmm. I don't care because there's so much to do alone you know video games and the internet and stuff and with the internet you feel completely connected but this is all before any of that happened social media and stuff like that mm-hmm. so on the weekends I'd feel very alone I mean think about in the 80s when you know when it started or the early 90s when those guys started working on the weekends I mean I there were three channels you know that's why I watched Full House every Friday I never had anything to do and I would actually wait in 1988 I would wait for a tell to finish work at the improv at three in the morning. I'd leave my house at two 30 in the morning, get down there at three and we go to the diner. But I just had seven hours to kill at home. I mean, I don't know. I guess I didn't have any other friends. All my friends were comics. Yeah, I guess you didn't. Yeah. That must've been like Lawrence didn't live in the city yet or anything. And I went to his wife's uh, book reading yesterday. She has a new cat book. Oh, that's cool. That was nice. You went and supported it. How was it? Yeah. Well, just to, Oh, oh, that's your friend. Yeah. She's here early. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on everybody. We met Brenda and I because I was doing this TV show. Um, well, wait. No, okay, we're back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. So you met Brenda, who's now joining us. What's your last name? Brenda what? I can't hear you. Oh. Because <laughs> I can put on your mic. Oh. Brenda Cologne? Yes. That's a great... That's a stage name. That's not actually my, your real my name. Ex, I, took, I kept my ex-husband's name. I knew it. I told her, I was like, I'm going to Nobody has a real name you. like that. Smart move. I would have <laughs> kept my that too. My maiden name is Nixon, though. It's like, I look oh, like Oh, that's cologne. so cool. And I didn't want to go and change my uh, social security card after You're the talking divorce. To... Oh, I was like, I didn't yeah, want to... to talk close to the mic. Okay. Thank you. Is this better? Yes, it's much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying I didn't want to go back to the social security office and change... Why would you have to change your social security number? Well, because your name changes on your social security card. Oh, but you your number married. doesn't change, but your right. name changes. But then I was oh. going to have to go back, and I was like, I didn't want to go through all that either. So Yeah, but that's a great name, yeah, for, especially great for a name. stylist. Cool. Thanks. How it long is, have you been a sexy. stylist? Oh, wait, wait, you were going to say how you met. Um, I was going to say that we met on this um, MTV pilot. What was it called again? Air Sex Championships. Air Sex Championships. Mm, where that's not even a thing. No. Yeah, it was. Oh, a pilot. Okay, that's what it I was. It was a pilot, yeah. And. Because I only watch MTV. Actually, wait. No, it wasn't a pilot. We taped six episodes, but it what? was so bad it never aired. Correct. But um, it was... Isn't that the sitcom that um, Uma Thurman was you on? Have shut in, uh, you have to fiction? shut up ahead, for sorry. a period of time. You, he doesn't know how to do that. But Fox Fire anyway, 5, so, I think it was called. No. Okay. So basically, the pilot was called Air Sex, or the TV show. I think we taped about six episodes, but it didn't air because it was, it was um, pretty terrible. But uh, it was like air guitar, but air sex. And... 
people would go up and pretend to have sex and do these kind of act out ridiculous plays. And then I was a judge. Why I was uh, a judge of air sex, I have no idea. But it was me and the rapper T-Pain and another comedian. Really? Yeah. And T-Pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was Gabrus. Yeah. And he Gay was really boy? funny. What? No, his name was Gabrus. No, it's was, not. Yeah. He, we always, no, he went by Gabrus. What was his Gay boy? Gabrus. Stop it. I can't help myself. I have a problem. <laughs> What's his? I don't Why know would, his is he straight? Yeah, he's his married. His last name is Gabrus. Oh, his last that name is yes. Gabrus. Wouldn't God, you change that if you were straight as no, an 18-year-old you're only th- boy? Th- because his about- wife looks the way she does, he doesn't hate to. Oh. His name he is John Gabrus. He did really good. John Gabrus. Oh, my uh, God. That's still, his wife is stunning. I would have changed my yeah. name. Let me see. It um, works for him, though. Like, Oh, Jesus Christ. You're right. Now, looking at that guy, does, his wife's gorgeous. Yeah, his wife is beautiful. Oh so anyway, God. his right. name is I John Gabrus. I take it Gabrus. all back. <laughs> <Gabrus>. <laughs> and, uh, and these people would get up there and they would do these really involved routines with these fancy outfits and act out some sort of sexual scenario. Sometimes it would be like a stewardess. A lot of props. And and it's, yeah, like it would be some kind of sex thing. They'd bring up props and costumes and they would do this weird like flail around on stage and then we had to give remarks as if this should be judged at all. It was so ridiculous. Wow. I mean, it was fun because you could just talk shit and be a moron. And then T-Pain would be wildly drunk. Um, yeah, he, he, was, he was really fun, fun because... I mean, it was hilarious because, well, first of all, what would happen was T-Pain would show up on set so drunk that he would forget, um, he would move all the furniture around. And then they would come up and accuse me of moving the furniture. There was this British producer, and he was very proper, and he'd be like, oh, Rachel, I'm sorry, but is there a reason that you moved the couch to the oh, north of the stage? I'm like, no, it was T-Pain. Who, what kind of producer would think that you would have do, done that anyway? I don't I must know why be an idiot. he always thought I did it. He'd he be like, must <laughs> never have worked in television again. He's obviously an idiot. Like, Rachel, uh, Rachel, why would you, you move? Do mind um, if you could keep the couch in its place because we're shooting a larger television program wait, here. Wait, you know what it was? He was afraid to ask T-Pain when I think he you're knew right. damn well exactly it was him. It was. So he would hope <laughs> yes. that T-Pain was listening. Yes. You're what right, an asshole. Would, would he do that like, to a girl with a sissy? <laughs> wow. What a complete unmanned. So I, like, I would not have moved the furniture. <laughs> I understand how television works. You're shooting something. You can't move where On the flip are. side of that, it's a very brilliant plan it of is. that guy in the other way, too. Yes, but it's, a, it's not a manly Extremely passive aggressive. I'd probably night, do the same thing. T- when we were done shooting, T-Pain would ask me to go to the strip club. And I'd be like, I want to go to the strip club tonight. And then he'd be like, the way he would try to get me to go one night was brilliant. He'd be like, we're actually having Judaism night at the strip club. And I was like, Having Judaism. Shut night. up! I swear to God, it's Judaism night. They're doing like celebration. That's where that guy made that Death Star thing yeah. for you uh, when you're at that club. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy picked me up at That's a club hilarious. once with a picture. What David's talking about? A guy picked me up at a, at a nightclub with the Star of David um, <laughs> that he painted for me. But oh. it was a painting of a Star of David, and he came and like, dear Rachel, and I guess he was trying to woo me, so he <laughs> painted me a Star of David. But yeah, that's how I T-Pain. warned you about that last name. And T-Pain would always <laughs> hit on Brenda because Brenda is a great beauty. Yes. Thank yeah, you. It's true. Yeah, you really are pretty. She said I wouldn't like your short hair, but you are pretty enough that it's working. Oh, I said you. she's I a beauty, but he doesn't like short hair. Yeah. It's not for everyone. You must look unbelievable when it's But I said way. she's so pretty. You know, you, you let certain <laughs> girls get away with the short hair. Well, she's hair. also uh, very, her personality is pretty as well. Yes. So it works. Thank you. But Thank you're you. a stylist, so you have to do different looks. Yeah. You must exactly. also sometimes have it long. Yeah, it was, it's been all the way down. To, you What's know, your natural color? This is my favorite. Black oh. with streaks of gray. Like I have a rogue streak. Like oh, you do. I don't like part. that. And I don't like. I would have you color that right away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, when I was dating this guy who was 13 years younger than me, it he wasn't would me say, 
You should call that because because he was like twenty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everyone else liked it, like no. great. But no, no, it was it was dope. I really I had don't it, like it. Like I've told this girl in my office, I'm like, you gotta you gotta get rid of that immediately. Well, that's why. But I, some guys like I know some guys do. When I turned forty, I, like I decided what I'm forty one now. But when would I did this not last have year. seen that coming. I thought you were in your twenties. Look at the <laughs> no, no, no complexion. Right now, it's right? unbelievable. No, when I turned forty last year. I decided I was like I should either go all black and which I didn't want to do and I thought let me just go platinum like yeah it's I cool know. I like it because you have that kind of skin that I've always wanted in my yeah. life you can get away with it's really perfect. short hair I wasn't sure if I could so no, not but yeah, two of my really friends that had this similar color these the two guys that I know they both went platinum and I was like I can do it if you guys can get away with it I think I can so I'm gonna and my hair was really the, long uh, at the time I'm gonna so. ask the million dollar question have yes. you seen Crazy Rich Asians. It's amazing. I haven't so. yet, and I love Aquafina. <laughs> I was just talking she's about a, that. She's a friend I'm sorry. Of mine. I think that's why she reminded me she of her, just, and that's listen, why I mentioned she it. She just said if you, she, that she's a friend of Aquafina. I know. I used I to am. work with her on on MTV and uh, on Girl Code, and she's awesome. But I, the only movies I go to the movie theater to watch are kid movies because of my daughter. Oh, you have so. a daughter. Do- what is I happening? Have a daughter and a son. I have. I would not have. <laughs> get, would you have guessed that? Well, you know her. Yeah, so I know well, but... because they come over to my house sometimes when she doesn't. Oh, make that's me. so funny. No, yeah. we were just. I was just talking about really... how I like Aquafina before. Yeah. That's why because awesome. I like that movie. I haven't she's seen it yet. So funny! I can't in wait that to movie. watch it. She should be nominated. She's so I good. hope she does. She's blowing up. I'm so proud Did of her. Did you go with her on Saturday Night Live at all? Like, do you no. do her? I've stuff only there? no. I've only worked with her um, just on Girl Code, and then when I was working on a TV show on Viceland. I was the makeup artist for a, for their daily talk show that they had. Um, she was a guest on there once, but... do you Did I, you know Esther Koo as well? I did, yes. That was at the same time? Yeah, Yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's nice. Oh, I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, like she's two, really... 2013. Look at how beautiful 2013. daughter is. Oh, my God. Well, she was dancing. That's why she has all that makeup on. Oh, she's she's so not pretty. normally she's like, doing a little thing. The most. That's you? Yes. I'm sorry, you look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, you photographed perfect. Thank you. Uh, wow, you have a daughter and a son. I'm sorry. You yeah. just look so young. I would not it's have. very oh, confusing. Thank you. And I'm not just. Thank you. I mean, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> have known it either. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. believe it had I not met them both. I wouldn't believe and, it. And um, you know, how long have you been doing her hair since? How long ago was this this pilot? This was 2016. A couple years ago. Yeah. It was oh, okay. Only a couple Summer. years ago. Because I get angry when she hasn't introduced me to somebody she's known for a long time. I get really angry about it <laughs> that I don't know. And she's like, Yeah, you know my friend, you know, Brenda. <laughs> and I'm like, No, I've never heard her, or you've never mentioned her. She has a friend from like elementary school or something. I never heard her mention. She's like my best friend. I'm like, Wait, oh, Whoa, how have I never heard that name before? <laughs> you know so all my friends. And then she keeps bringing out these random people out of nowhere. I'm very suspicious. It's yeah. true. A little yes. private, maybe? But no, 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 it's just that there's too many, like you people from different walks of your life, you might not yeah. think to mention to someone to another, but no, he's, of course. he's too spastic to under, reactive <laughs> to understand that. Very reasonable. I do not understand it. I need to know everything. If yeah. we're going to be best friends, we need to know everything. But now Brenda, Brenda and I are best friends. Yeah, and Brenda's the best. And she also, when she does makeup, she has a little light that she wears on top of her head, like um, like a minor. She oh, has, like, yeah, a yeah. Right. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I have one of those lights. And she takes this like action stance around me, and she like looks at you from all these other ang- different angles with her minor so light on. And yeah, Who else do you do, or can you not say? Um, well, I work with, uh, I work on ESPN sometimes. I was just there today. Working on their daily in Connecticut? shows. No, we have they have a uh, studio at Pier Seventeen downtown. Oh, what yeah. do they shoot here? Um, Just one of the sports get up, first take, oh. high noon. 
um, there's more. They do Katie Nolan's podcast. They do Jalen Jacoby's podcast. Stephen A. Smith's podcast. Oh, Paul Feinbaum. Uh, mm-hmm. around, around the around horn. Around the horn, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know they did that in the city. Yeah, I always thought all those were in Connecticut. They're just slowly moving everything over there. I think Sports Center, like, definitely is still there. So do you meet a lot of sports? Yeah. Wow, that yeah. must be kind of cool. Well, cool. Maybe for me, it would be. I guess I don't know if you care. I don't know. No, I, I, you know, I'm not star. I don't get starstruck. Uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, if Joe Montana walked in there, I definitely would be. But he's not gonna. Come I never by. thought you would have said that. She wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, I know Joe Montana. Who is he? Um, I'm sorry, but he's a power forward for the next. <laughs> I don't question it. <laughs> or Mahomes, I would definitely. Oh my you know, god! So would I, I want to? I think I want to. He's gorgeous. I need him. <laughs> he's so because he's so cool that he's also gorgeous. You know, like he's just so cool looking, and he's playing so. He's so just so awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. He, they could win it. I mean, think the only team they lost to was Tom Brady. Yeah, and they. Were and then right they play there. him. I think they 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 lost they by three play him again, but they said there's a good uh, chance they could. Them? No, they, they, yeah, they, they mean, can't they play them again. Oh, they can't. They, well, they can play them again. They'll probably end up playing them again in the playoffs. Okay. Which will be even more exciting because it only came down to like, I mean, it was like, that was one of those games that lived up to the hype. Yeah. It was like, true. you know, 30 to 30, and then Tom Brady won uh, at the very end because yeah, that's what he's And supposed also, to when do. you get seven interceptions like that, like in a row, and then in the very <laughs> last minute, you get Kevin Garnett rushing. I mean, there's no reason that they should have put him in, but the fact that they did, it's just one of those games. <laughs> You can't compare it to anything. Rachel, I think you're mixing up the genres again. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, with Joe Theismann... But what they are doing, uh, <laughs> they're playing a game in Mexico City in a couple of weeks, Kansas City and the Rams, yeah. uh, undefeated Rams, right. and the only one right. loss to Tom Brady, Kansas City, in yes. Mexico City. They're playing it in about three weeks on Monday and Night I was Football. nervous. Oh, yeah. I'm so nervous about that. Me too. I don't know who I... I really don't know who I want to win. I like the Rams. I like I'm the going Chicago, for Kansas but... City because I like Kansas City as well. Once Montana went... To Kansas City, I became a Kansas City fan. Me too. So That's I was I've like, always I love the never had a problem with and them. And then I love Kansas City. Yeah. And then anyone else is just like, okay, whatever. I just don't like the Cowboys ever. Me neither. Ever. Will I Chamberlain, it's like he never, he's not a clutch player. <laughs> he can't play in the clutch. I don't know why they keep putting him in. They make the same dumb decision. Hey, do you remember like, when Joe Montana, when he first went to Kansas City and he made the playoffs like the first year because he got them there? Yeah. And he, it was really cold. I don't know where he was playing, whether it was in Kansas City or not. And he wore gloves for the first time. And everybody's talking. I was like, oh my God, Joe Montana's wearing gloves for the first time ever. And then the first pass, he does like an interception. And he took the gloves off and he never wore them again. <laughs> like, I remember that totally. Like it was like yesterday. He, he was so cool. He's so manly, right? Yeah. He's amazing. In fact, um, to this day, I always listen to Boomer and um, Geo, I guess, in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, uh, would they talk to Boomer? You know, like, well, what happened here? How come you didn't win a Super Bowl? He goes, oh, um, I don't know, Joe Montana. <laughs> It was a problem I ran into because they talk about that all the time. They're like, why didn't, why hasn't Drew Brees won more Super Bowls? Or why hasn't somebody, why didn't somebody like, oh, uh, maybe they ran into Tom Brady? Yes. You know, so like, there's always going to be some person that's going to ruin it for everybody But do you think Drew Brees is going to win this year? Uh, You think he's going to, do you think they're going to make it instead instead of uh, the Rams? I would like to see that because I don't, did you see when he broke the record? No. That Monday night game, it was the most moving. I actually played it on the podcast, some of the scenes, because he made the uh, five, was it 5,000 touchdown or 500 touchdown oh or something? God. And it was on Monday night football. His whole family was there and everything. And he threw for a touchdown. No, it was yardage. It was 5,000 okay. yards. And okay. he threw for a touchdown to make it. Wow. So it was, you know, you like the waterworks were going. You've lost her. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> this is much more exciting. And, um, and then, um, well, when you could talk to a girl about this, it's even more exciting. <laughs> 
Um, but then um, they went to his family, and he and he was with his sons, and he goes, "You see what I told you? What you can accomplish during the telecast? They stopped the game, gave him a certificate. Wow, the, are you in, you know, yeah, it was amazing. You can see it on YouTube. It's so." Emotional. There's a guy there with a white glove waiting to hand him the it ball. It was Roger Federer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were looking <laughs> up the saying, whole time. No, I'm just saying it was Wayne Gretzky that came in. With, I didn't expect You him. are all over the place, young lady. Look, I'm just saying he's a she weird. Loves sports. Listen, Tony. Were you Hawk. looking that up to get no, a good name? No, I'm just to saying say? Tony Hawk isn't the best <laughs> forward I've ever seen play, but. Listen, no, now I know why Lenny hates you. Certain people and didn't have, invite you to his wedding. Certain people have he didn't Ooh, invite me. I went there. Did you go? No, I was not invited to her wedding. No, I was supposed to be maid of honor. And I'll tell you no, something. No, he was invited. To, for the next 20 years, she's so going to be that mad. He was my maid of honor. I, because I would have been, first of all, a great maid of honor. I wouldn't have given her any shit. And my <laughs> sister still regrets that I wasn't her maid of honor 20 years ago, which would have set the bar for all men. Now, I wasn't going to wear a dress or anything. I was going to wear a tuxedo, but I would sit on the side of the bride. Right. I know how to throw a really good bachelorette party. Yeah. Um, I would have been there for her. I could have helped in multiple ways. Most people yeah. think I'm gay anyway, so it would have really just been perfect. And my sister, my sister used this horrible woman. She never talks to her anymore. I knew that was going to be the case. She's still like, I should have used you. I made a mistake. That's going to happen to you in 20 years. You'll oh, see. Oh, believe me. It'll be one of those moments where you always look back, just kind of like how Kevin Durant did in the Super Bowl. And he oh my was like, God. I... You know what? And she was like, did I knew I thr- she was going to say yeah. something ridiculous. No, it's just one of those moments. That, you know, <laughs> if I had only, I mean, I talk to Peyton Manning about this all the time. I'm like, <laughs> You know, in hey, those last say, final seconds of a golf game, how do you not just <laughs> fall apart? How do you do it? Didn't you say and he says, uh, Rach. <laughs> that Shaquille O'Neal did the same thing to his T-Pain when you were doing that show with him? He kept taking out to strip clubs and kept moving the furniture and stuff. <laughs> Jack was, was really absolutely drunk. the opposite. He was like yeah, the coolest guy ever. I just wanted to make like any like black guy you ever worked with is just like drunk and horrible. <laughs> Shaq was like uh, a Do the invitation. It's my favorite. Well, Shaq would always be like, um, "My brother." She's like the Jewish him. Nicki Minaj. He would say <laughs> no, that. no, you do a better one. You do it lower. Uh, well, sometimes the first time I went out to lunch with Shaq, my brother was like telling, texting me all these all the crazy things to ask, ask Shaq, like really specific sports questions and things like that. And like, I didn't want to be that annoying girl that asks him. Finally, I like. I was like, he doesn't want to hear about Kobe. Like, that's all people scream at him on the street every day. Don't be that hacky <laughs> right. person that asks about Kobe. My brothers were bothering me so much because Jewish boys love the NBA. So finally, I just asked him a question about Kobe. And he was like, let me tell you one thing. <laughs> He's like, Kobe's a bitch. There can only be one CEO of the NBA. And that's me. Like, he, I, he didn't skip a beat. You know, he was absolutely ready. And then he, everybody would come oh up to him God. when we were eating. You know, and you would think like he wouldn't want to bother with anybody, but he talks to every single person. This girl oh, came up and she was actually. That's her, what you want to hear. Yeah. And actually her name was Brenda. And she was like, hi, my name's Brenda and I'm a nurse. Will you make this video for me? You know, and um, she's like, will you just say that I'm a great nurse or whatever? And then he's like, she's the best nurse you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> he was like, there's no better nurse in all the land. Like he's put his food down and made a video about this girl's nursing skills. He was like, you've never seen a better nurse. And then he was like, Brenda is the number one. She's like, it's Brenda. And he was like, oh, well, I can't do that twice. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll interrupt my meal, but I can't reproduce it. He's like, I got to have some pride somewhere. So, yeah, he was hilarious. I he would let me text teaching. Barkley. He would let me no take his way. phone and text Barkley. And wow. I would text Barkley stuff like, I'd always act like I was a needy friend. Like, I'd be like, I wish we did more together from Shaq's phone. <laughs> like, we don't pay enough attention to me. Like, we should go to Pottery Barn. And, <laughs> like, did just, you meet him? We were co-hosting um, this other awful show on uh, <laughs> True TV. I mean, okay. Shaq was the best. He was, like, so fun. He's just yeah. everything you'd imagine. But oh, that's so the good show itself was 
not very good. But he, if they had edited it the right way, it could have been hysterical. It was just Shaq and comics. It would be like Greg Fitzsimmons coming by to like hang with us and oh. stuff. And all these funny comedians will come on the show. But um, they just say kind of edited just to be these very ser- like controlled moments with Shaq. But we, we would do stuff like we did this one segment where me and Shaq and the other co-hosts showed up at people's homes. We'd just knock on their doors and like come and hang out with them. And it would be hilarious. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was, you told me about that and then I saw it and it was really great. It was like really yeah. fun. I couldn't believe you were involved. Yeah, it was like exciting, oh, wow. you know? Yeah, it was really fun. Shaq would just knock up people's doors and then he would like go up to the, like wake up a teenager in bed or something. You know? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. You'd just be like, young man, it's time to go to school. And Shaq's kids would come by the set all the time and they were so cute. Um, let me just yeah. also say that, because uh, I know you're, you need to get ready, but um, yes. you will also be doing the historical roasts on Netflix. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're not supposed to mention it on anything. So we'll, well take that it's out. happening. No, Jeff said not to mention it. So we can't talk about that. But anyway. But it, everybody knows it's coming on Netflix, though. Yes. Okay. That part. That's sure. all I said. Sure. <laughs> I've already told everybody I was there in the writing room and everything. So it's oh, already okay. done. All right. Cool. It's done. There's um, nothing you can do about it. Not a goddamn <laughs> thing you can do about it. Um, Oh, and um, oh, I just have one thing else to say. Um, my eating habits are absolutely horrid. I um, went out last night, and the girl I was with ate early at 6 o'clock, which was smart. She had a grilled cheese, and we went to a bar. And um, I don't like to eat at that time. And then I waited, and then when I got home at 2 in the morning, I had a can of SpaghettiOs. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. Oh. That's bad, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you, he uh. eats like Pee Wee Herman, you know, like he buys like... <laughs> he, like Cocoa but it was pops so delicious, and, though. And um, that's your diet. Like Chips Ahoy Pretty cereal, much. yeah. And he thinks so that you shop like in the middle of the. He buys like Wonder Bread, on Chips Ahoy. Of course, you know. Like if your if it was your birthday and you were six years old and your mom was like, you can choose four <laughs> things. <laughs> that's how he shops. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, well, the thing is, I've been trying to do a no carb Monday through Thursday, but I think I fell off the wagon with that yesterday. Yeah, but I don't think it's working. I think why I got disenchanted because I've done it for three weeks in a row. And I think I gained weight. No <laughs> carb? Yeah. No carb Monday through Thursday. So what are you eating? Just um, a lot of vegetables or a lot of meat? Uh, well, sometimes I have like uh, like chicken breast okay. and cheese. Like sometimes. And then um, salmon. Okay. And some, veg- and some salads. Yeah. But um, only four days a week. I guess I must be eating so much other shit the other days or something. Yeah, that's that what I try to explain to him. But he doesn't I, like it when you point out you can't eat like that stuff. Yeah, but then I'm another just trying, day. It's the first time I've ever tried to diet, ever. Okay. But it's not really about dieting. You should change the whole way you eat. But well, because eat I, like got, I got, I got new hair. Or I'm get, it's coming in. So I thought I would <laughs> diet as well. Okay. Because, you know, now I don't have to be bald and fat. Sure. <laughs> you know, you can be... You know, fat or bald, but you can't. You know, you <laughs> Not be, well, if you're gonna get hair, you might as well be thin. You go for both. I've already told Rachel. I, I can tell the ladies at my office to relax. A year from now, a year like, from now, on, it's gonna be unbelievable. I'm like, oh, just yeah. keep it in your panties. You know, like, like, puss. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be unbelievable, Brenda. I mean, just relax. You know, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> um, just one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, because it has to do with the December 3rd show. Uh, please, I'm doing a big Christmas spectacular at the Comedy Cellar on December 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Um, with uh, Melissa Villasenor uh, from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I'm going to introduce her just that way. Melissa Villasenor. I'm sure she'll be very pleased. <laughs> um, uh, Jessica Curson, Marina Franklin, Mateo Lane. Oh, Mateo. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so funny. amazing. We're going to just yes. have him sing the Mariah Carey Christmas song like that's 12 he, times. That's all yeah. he wants to do. That's all he wants to do. Uh, but we're also he's going to play Liza 
And then okay. uh, we're going to do that David Bowie, Bing Crosby thing where he plays Liza and I'll play David Bowie. Okay. Most people don't know what that thing That's is, awesome. but anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, most of the people don't know anything I do anyway because it's mostly 20 and 30 year olds in the audience and I'm just doing stuff from like the Six Million Dollar Man from the 70s and they don't understand right. what He's I'm talking about. He's usually doing exactly. like a half an hour routine about a specific scene from Pretty in Pink that no one remembers. But um. <laughs> I wish he was kidding. But um, So anyway, the thing is I also have this guy Adam Schlesinger come and he um, wrote, uh, he used to be in Fountains of Wayne and he wrote Stacy's Mom, you know, and you also wrote That Thing You Do and a whole bunch of other songs for other people. Now, about two years ago, he produced, and I've been playing this on my podcast for a couple of weeks now, um, a new Monkees album that was amazing. What? Yeah, the Monkees. Like, but the actual, uh-huh. the Monkees. Yeah, not like a minus new... Davy Jones because he's dead. Um, but they, it, the, the songs are great. What? They're really great. So on Saturday, he told me that there's a new Monkees Christmas album out because the other one did so well. So on the way to my mother's house on Saturday, I listened to the whole album, and it's absolutely brilliant. Wow. And there's about seven new Christmas songs that have never been written, and then about four standards. And they even have Davy Jones on it. I guess they got something from before he died or something. Yeah. And so it makes it complete. Like Tupac or whatever. But there is this song that Adam wrote. It's my new favorite. I'm going to try. Uh, he mentioned that he might get Mickey Dolans to come down and, and do it, which is a big deal. You wouldn't understand, but maybe you do. Um, uh, he's one of the monkeys. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, it's the song is amazing. It's called "The House of Broken Gingerbread," and it's um, it's like really good. Oh, you can't put it, put on those headphones. No, she doesn't. Need it. Can you hear it? This is the new song. Yes, new Christmas song. Do you like it? I do. This makes me want to watch Nick at Night. <laughs> Why? Oh, for the monkey? The monkey show. Oh. Yes. That's how I know the monkey. I used to watch Nick at Night. In the 80s? Yeah, no, I totally remember. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. I saw it when they replayed it like in the 70s. Oh, wow. In the house of broken gingerbread, butterscotch and candy cigarettes, sugar snow. I just this guy I think just writes so many good melodies yeah and um, I just love everything he does and he's gonna come on the show and maybe we'll do this song or whatever I don't know I don't know I was wondering what you think of it do you like it no, a little I do. Or, yeah it's pretty cool yeah. so anyway that's uh, this week's show uh, Brenda thank you so much for coming on I thank can't wait to see what you do me. with this this is my with first this. podcast uh, oh really <laughs> oh I could have you on talk about sports anytime um, and he knows her shit. Yeah. No, I don't know my sh- all my shit. Again, I Rachel. I, I mean, Brenda, you obviously have your work cut out with you with Rachel. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much <laughs> for doing my 199th podcast. And next week, people from the comics table at the Comedy Cellar, the big 200th podcast that no one's ever heard, <laughs> except my faithful listeners, the couple of you that get it. And uh, thank you so much for being my first guest after the uh, trauma of the two-month-filled, you know, with my head and everything. So uh, I really appreciate you coming down when you have a very busy day. Good luck on the show tonight, Brenda. Thank you again so much. Very nice to meet you. And we will see you next week on the 200th podcast of The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 